You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central Show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the CHOPS Power Injector System, the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is BigPapaSmokers.com And by CookShack Pellet and Electric Grills Visit them at PelletCooker.com Or CookShack.com Or call them 800-423-0698 And by Cookin' Pellets You can buy Cookin' Pellets At CookinPellets.com You can also visit Amazon.com To purchase as well and by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at GreenMountainGrills.com. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh, should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about the importance, all things importance, to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. By the way, no newsletter. Get that big stuff out of here. Let me make an impassioned plea to large barbecue and grilling businesses currently out there. Get me out of my job during the day so I can focus solely on this show and make lots and lots of money. Not necessarily in that order. You know, there's nothing worse. I don't want to immediately digress off of the show topic and whine about my day-to-day operation. But there's nothing more frustrating than when you have contracted professional Class A drivers that are going to take some tractors from, let's say, Youngstown, Ohio, to, let's say, New Philadelphia, Ohio. Hour and 25 minutes independent of each other. And they decide, nah, we're not going to do that. Nah, nah, don't want to do it. Well, 
Then at 11 o'clock this afternoon, this morning, I'm stuck trying to figure out how we're going to get two tractors from Youngstown to New Philly where they need to be ASAFP. So my sales manager's like, I'll drive, let's go. We were able to scrounge up another guy on the way down, meet us in New Philly. So we drove an hour and 15 minutes from Cleveland to New Philly, another hour and 15 minutes out to Youngstown, an hour 15 back to New Philly with trucks, hour and 15 back to Cleveland. We made it. We did it right. We did right by the customer. We've done it. But that really murders the whole day. And I'm not see, I'm not here to say that if I was really doing my work work, I was going to toss that aside and just be focusing on the show. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's a waste of a, of a lot of time during the day when you could be doing other stuff, right? So anyway, you didn't get the newsletter. Let me bring to your attention who will be on the show tonight. Coming up in about 11 minutes from now, right? We talked to him about a month and a half ago when, actually, we didn't even talk to him here on this show. I had him on the barbecue roundup because we were one day before the actual release of this particular product which has really taken the barbecue and grilling world by storm here over the last uh, eight, nine weeks. Kevin Coleman, the Director of Brand Education and Weber's Grillmaster, Weber.com, we're going to be talking about how is it going for the Summit Series Charcoal Grill. Get a little business follow-up for you. Plus, if you haven't even taken the rock off your head because that's what you would have had to have been living under if you didn't know about it. We'll do a little quickie recap on what the Summit Grill is bringing to the table versus some of the other items that's out there. And I think it's safe to say, no, it is not trying to be a ceramics killer. Even though it is double wall air insulated, it's not being positioned as a ceramics killer by any stretch of the imagination. So Kevin Coleman coming up at 914. Then at 935... We'll talk with Steve Grams. He is the chairman of the Barbecue Cook-Off and Festival Committee, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. San Antonio Barbecue Cook-Off is a huge event each year, Texas-based, obviously. There's going to be some things that are potentially going on or changing, and Steve is going to bring us up to date on that particular thing in regards to the San Antonio Cook-Off. Also, uh, we'll see what's going on with Potsy. P-O-T-C-I-E dot com. The Pitmaster of Texas championship uh, situation. So we'll talk to Steve about that as well. Then we'll move into the second hour. And uh, a guy who was riding quite a streak of hotness when it comes to competition barbecue. And he also happens to be the current KCBS Team of the Year. At 1014, Travis Clark will be joining me. We'll talk about his recent string of wins, his continuance of winning, and if he sees any possibility because right at the be- right at the turn of 2016, we were on recapping the win. Him and Dave Qualls from American Dream Barbecue team really locked in quite a heated battle as it ran up right to the end of the year. So he said unequivocally after he had clinched it and we were recapping, 
I, he, I am not going to be making a run for team of the year repeat or, you know, anything like that. Well, he's, he's won, I don't know if it's been four grand championships already this year or what. I mean, I know it's been at least three in a row. And we are just inching into June. So a lot of pitmasters would say, eh, June doesn't even really matter. We haven't even started. We ain't even started yet. We're about to get into it now. So we'll see what happens. But right now, he is cooking just as good as anybody else there on the competition circuit, continuing his domination. And so we'll talk to Trav and see how the first five months have treated him. And if there's anything that he's doing differently than he was the first five months last year when he ended up winning the whole thing. So we'll see. 10.35 was locked in. Then it got real sketchy real quick with the last second drop-off. Great news. I have a veritable cornucopia of prizes in the Barbecue Central prize vault that I can offer up. If anybody has the testicular fortitude to play one of my game shows. So we have quite a while to get there yet. You never know what could happen. An Emmy award-winning guest could pop out of the woodwork, drop in at 1035, and then we have no game show whatsoever. But who knows? So we'll see what happens. But I do have items to win. I have some books to give away if if you're into the books or if you want barbecue rubs and sauces and stuff like that. I have some of that to give away as well. So that's how 1035 is looking. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your two bits of contact information. If anybody's wondering, uh, this is, uh, I believe, the second week in a row uh, where, once again, beer sponsored by 17th State Brew Company. You can visit them on the internets at 17statebrewco.com. 17statebrewco.com, 1-7. And uh, I believe it was IPA last week. Uh, it was It's a Kolsch tonight. I love the Kolsch. Again, if you haven't heard my run-up on the Kolsch beer, it's kind of like your more recognizable light beers or not as heavy beers. And I'm as mass-produced beer as it gets. I was just talking about this with my brother at lunch the other day. He's a little bit more of a beer snob. I'm like... Budweiser, please. Genesee, White Can, please. PB Army, ASAFP, please. That's my beer palette. Very easy to make fun of, I know, for the snobs that like all that porter, cable, oatmeal crap in your beer and dark coffee tannins and whatever. If that's your cup of tea or beer, fine. All the more power to you. I am a little bit more macro brew than micro brew. Also, I don't know if I remember talking about this last week. Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com has repurchased AmazingRibs.com and is now once again sole owner of said AmazingRibs.com. So congratulations to Meathead. I remember if I got to that last week. I don't think that there was not any kind of falling out between Meathead and Rapari. However, I have it on good authority that while there were visions of certain things to be taking place, uh, the core values ended up being different. So they switch. 
And Meathead is the re-owner again. All right, folks, uh, let me talk to you about the newest sponsor of the show, the folks over at Pit Barrel Cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking, to say the least. Temperature controls, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? May I strongly suggest the Pit Barrel Cooker. The Pit Barrel makes it simple and fun. And it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a a single cooker that will be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulder, ribs, while also being to ramp up in the temperatures to do the burgers, chicken, wings, and hot dogs. The versatility is all thanks to a revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food right in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result is great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. In the industry, we call that consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's an aesthetically sexy devil as well. It's not only built to withstand heat, Thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the PBC is able to stand up to any type of weather situation. It's also extremely portable. It can fit in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs, so it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan to the pit grips to the turkey hangers and the hinged grill grates, there's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel experience. The best part, of course, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, it's ready to cook on, and it ships free to your door. But don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com gives the pit barrel cooker a top 10 rating in their gold division, which is the highest rating, by the way. Not once, not twice, but three years in a row, they've said... We're running, and I quote, we're running out of good things to say about this simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market, close quote. So here's what you do. You head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com. You see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos as well. They're shot in uh, high def. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website, or you can call them, 502 502- 228 That's 502-228-1222. And yes, they will actually talk to you. Real people. Find out what great customer service is all about. PitBarrelCooker.com. That's PitBarrelCooker.com. All right, we are back with Kevin Coleman of Weber to see the young life of the Summit Charcoal Grill and if it's a success or not. We're back right after this. Stick around. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500,000 in cash. And eternal bragging rights if you win the whole thing. Sam's Club is off this coming weekend, but will resume action in Asheville, North Carolina. That's Asheville, North Carolina, June 4th. To keep up with the Sam's Tour results, see where the next event is going to be. Or to register your team to compete, I believe you can still do that in some locations. 
You visit the website kcbs.us slash samstour. All right, a handful of weeks ago, Weber shook up the grilling market in the charcoal segment by introducing their uh, Summit Charcoal Grill and here to gauge its young life of uh, potential success or whatever is the director of brand education and Weber's grill master, Kevin Coleman, joining me here on the show. Kevin, how are you, buddy? Greg, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Uh, absolutely, Kevin. So let me start right off the bat here, and, and I guess I'm hedging on where I want to run with you uh, right off the bat. I don't want to presume that everybody knows what the hell I'm talking about here with the Summit Charcoal Grill. So for the folks that maybe are, are just deciding to get into the grilling world today, uh, a little background about the product itself, uh, the launch, and you know how you guys feel from a Weber perspective that this is differentiating not only the other products charcoal-wise that Weber is offering, but maybe some of the other grills uh, that are out there in the market too. Well, I think for anybody that's getting into the grilling market, there's going to be a lot of things that are out there. Um, and most importantly, we want to see more people getting into the category. That's great for everybody. I think the more people that are barbecuing in their backyards, going to competitions, having fun with family and friends, I think the better off we all are. Um, and it also helps with, exactly some of the things that you're doing as a big advocate for, for grilling. Um, and yeah, we just released, launched our Summit Charcoal Grill, which um, was by far, I think it it was way past what we thought it was going to be and then some. Um, it's been a, a really big success for us, not just at retail, but I think from people's interaction with it, um, it, it, it we, we took the design of a typical grill and turn it into a barbecue that you can pretty much do anything you would ever think of on it, um, including myself. I've cooked over 24 hours straight with it. So it's a pretty um, amazing unit. The, the heat control on it is second to none. The temp, being able to go up in temperature, down in temperature, or vice versa, is something you won't find on a, on a grill in the market. And the control, the ease of use, the simplicity of it, I think really separates itself from a lot of what the competition is doing right now. Kevin, when you talk about grilling on it 24 hours straight, is that in the warmer months or during the summer when the unit itself just doesn't have to work as hard because of uh, the, the thermal temperatures, or it doesn't matter? You've, you've just been able to do that regardless of season. I think it's, it's, it's how you're going to set it up. I mean, I was cooking probably in 30 to 40 degree weather. Here in Chicago, it hasn't been, I mean, it's warm now. It's about 90 degrees today, so the heat is coming. Um, but this was probably a couple months ago where it wasn't as warm. Um, but because it's so, because of the insul, because of being insulated, double walled, um, it helps keep the temperatures in. It makes it very, very fuel efficient. Um, and once you set it up, you pretty much lock in temperature and away you go, which makes the ease of use really fun. And from a barbecue perspective, and this is something that I love about it. I can spend more time researching, listening to your show online, figuring out what I need to do as opposed to constantly monitoring my pit because of fluctuations. How much research and development goes into this kind of a product before the corporation feels good enough to bring it to market? We, we did an extensive amount of market research probably about three years ago, give or take, um, in the major markets. So we went down to Texas, interviewed the guys down there got their ideas on what they liked, what was in the marketplace, what they thought if Weber would try to enter into that marketplace. And we were, we were surprisingly 
shocked, I guess, by how many people were like, if you could get us this tomorrow, we could sell it like crazy. I think people really wanted to see us get into that category. And we spent, I mean, I've cooked almost three years on that unit now to date. And so we put it through everything you could possibly think of, high temperatures, low temperatures, cold, wind. I, I think I cooked at minus 40 degrees here in Chicago with it. Um, it was pretty cool. A couple of times I've cooked the actual when it was snowing in Chicago because it's so heavily insulated that there was actually snow accumulation on the lid while the temperature was reading 225 degrees, which is pretty cool. Um, so there's, there's a ton of research. There's a ton of testing that goes into it before we really decide, do we have an opportunity here? And I think once people got the units home and saw them in our research and development lab and saw how well they cook, the control of them, just the overall performance of them, it, it just, for us, it was a no-brainer. Kevin Coleman joining me here on the show, Director of Brand Education and also Weber's Grill Master. Some websites to check out, Weber.com, obviously, and Weber.com slash blog as well. Kevin, so obviously the cooker itself, as you had mentioned, is perhaps even exceeding expectation. Before it hits the market, everything's ramped up. You're going to start rolling it out and, and getting it out to retail. How are numbers derived to be able to gauge success? Is it something as easy as, well, if we keep an eye on these X amount percentage of dealers, if they sell out, we know it's a success. And if they don't, we realize that it's coming under a little bit of expectation. How is how is that benchmark set within an industry? Well, for us, it's when the launch was going to occur. So it was right around, I think it was the middle of April, May or March or April. I can't necessarily remember the date right now because they're all blending together with all the events that we've been doing. Um, but we looked at it from a perspective of, okay, here's going to be the selling for the year. And has it been a success so far? Yes, numbers have been have been very strong, which we figured it would be, but it's hard to tell. You know, it's a whole new category for us. It was a whole new area for us. And just coming back from the dealers, they absolutely they, they just love it. They love the fact that we can compete in that area right now. The prices are pretty much close to what you would see um, comps-wise in the marketplace. And the fact that it has the Weber name on it really helps them on the sell. So as it stands today, and it's maybe a month or two into it, um, it's been a huge success for us, which is, I mean, we were extremely happy about, but it wasn't something that we were like, let's see, you know, let's see where it's going to go. It, it hit, caught some fire, and now it's, um, people are absolutely loving it because they can actually get it. And to your point from a, from a sales perspective, because it is such a, um, an important unit for us, it's only sold at our alliance dealers and some of our top-notch retailers because this isn't a grill that we want somebody to walk into a store and just walk up to and interact with. We want to have trained associates, which we've taken care of. There's a, there's a charcoal champion in all the marketplaces that's doing all the training with the people selling the grill. So we want the, 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 the consumers walking into those stores, being educated, getting a full rundown of what this grill can do, how to do that, and, and that's where I think we're really going to start separating ourselves a little bit because of that extra level of training and education we provide for people, because that's really what's going to help sell the product when people start, oh, this is this and this is this, and then they take it home and like, boom, they're ready to start it up, ready to start cooking. Um, it's going to help them, and that in turn obviously is going to help with the sales. So it's been a success so far. When your charcoal champions are educating their dealers, in turn hoping to educate the end user, 
are they encouraged to take one of these and like stick them in front of the store, fire them up and cook food and do all that stuff so you can actually see a live fire scenario, if you will? Yes, they're, they're doing training from how to set it up, how to put it together. They're running through how to cook on the unit, obviously all the sights and the smells and everything else, because that's the fun thing about barbecue, right? It's one thing to sit up there and talk about a product, but when people can start really, oh my gosh, in five to seven minutes, this thing's at 600 degrees, that's pretty impressive. And it's set up the right, the, the correct way. You're grilling in 15 minutes. It's pretty awesome. Being able to cook low and slow for an extended period of time with minimal adjustments, being able to clean the ash out of the bottom instead of having to use a, a shop back or a, a, a charcoal rake. You can just use the one-touch system and away it goes. So there's a lot of things that go into it that from a, from a, from a consumer's perspective, even somebody selling it, you look at it like, oh, that's it's interesting. And that's the importance of the training because once you get people interacting with it, all these aha moments start occurring like, oh, my gosh, why didn't somebody else think of that? And so that's part of the importance for us is making sure that people are educated and educated the right way um, and, and really show the appreciation for how great that unit is. Kevin, on the production side, when you look at the Summit Charcoal Grill, there is some uh, familial characteristics, if you will, but obviously it, it's bigger, it's deeper, it's longer than the kettle counterpart. Was there a lot of internal production and setup and all this other stuff that had to occur in order for you guys to make this happen? Or can you use existing implements to press out a, a summit versus a regular kettle? Well, the interesting thing is it's done um, pretty much with the same kind of DNA as our kettles. And that's something that when we looked at when we were designing it, it's gone through a couple different um, models and it continued to evolve over that three years. And they wanted, to make sure we're keeping that Weber DNA. So if you look at the bowl and lid are still done, very similar to the same presses that our kettles are done in. You look at our one-touch system, that's something you find in our, on our performer um, and our other charcoal grills. You see the hinge cooking grid is something that you've seen inside there. The dampers is something that you see inside there. The thermometers, where those are located, seen inside of the, the, the way the lid looks. Um, it's something that we spent a fair amount of time trying to make sure we capture that DNA. So from a, from a perspective of trying to keep it that same DNA, absolutely. Can they run it off the same lines? No, it runs off a totally different line. So they had to build a whole different line to it, a whole different production um, setup. And so that obviously takes some time, takes a little bit of, of capital to do that. But we see from the market and from how much people are loving it, that it was, it was a great investment and it's something that, um, we're obviously really, really loving right now. I mean, I got mine going in the backyard as we talk right now because I got home a little bit late for dinner, so I'm going to cook some steaks right after this interview. Kevin, let me ask you, I mean, we can obviously talk all day about how great the product is, and we can go online and read all the great reviews and see all these great demo videos of people using it. What, to the contrary, are you hearing? Any feedback that you guys are ingesting right now that you would look to implement in future revisions or things like quick fixes or anything like that, or is it, has there really not been any of that? And is it too soon to get any of that? I think it's a little too soon to get anything. I think right now people are actually getting them in their backyards and using them. I think from a, from a Weber perspective, we know maybe where some of those opportunities might be. Um, some of the cool things that you look at, let's say you have a barbecue guru, if you have a flame boss, uh, we actually have a little grommet hole inside the kettle that you pop out that you're actually able to put your fan attachments into 
um, and operate the growth. So it's some of those things that we've already kind of thought through on our end, like what are people going to be using it? How are they going to be using it? And then how do we adjust? And the thing that I love about it, and the virtual rubber board is a great site that I've gone to, amazing ribs with the meathead, another great site you go to. People love giving their feedback, and I think that's going to be the fun part about, you know, you can check from six months from now, a year from now, what people are doing with the Summit Charcoal and how they're using it. That's going to help keep us moving it forward, just like our smokers. You know, if you look at the evolution of those, even the kettle, you look at how the kettles evolved over the years. We want this summer charcoal to be the same kind of evolution. And I think the more the people are cooking, the more critical they are, the more feedback we're getting. One, we know they're using it. And two, that's going to be how we advance it. Do you ever see a all stainless steel, high polished Durabrite summit charcoal grill coming down the pike at some point? I, I couldn't say no. I couldn't <laughs> see it in the near future. Um, the thing I love about, and, and, and it gets down to personal preference, stainless, I could see um, it's possible if people, if we get enough enough steam behind it. But the thing I love about porcelain is it's very easy to clean. It's very durable. Um, and if you look at most of the grills, and I got 50 in my backyard, I think I have like two stainless ones. I love the porcelain. It's what we've been doing for over 60 years. Uh, it's very durable <laughs> and it's easy to clean. I'm not saying stainless isn't because if you keep a cover on it, if you use, if you clean it the right way, it's awesome. Um, but I love that black kettle look. And the nice thing about porcelain coating things is eventually, um, hopefully, you'd see enough steam where you might be able to incorporate some colors. You might be able to do some other fun things with it, which stainless you really can't do. I'm not saying that we wouldn't do that because you might find competition level summit charcoal you might find a couple of different crazy things that come out of out of the woodwork that you know enough people are using the product and there's enough market for it that we're obviously going to start looking at that kevin i think thursday you're going to be taking part in something in cooperation with ace hardware kind of like a like a a web tutorial or a, a web grilling demo can you tell me a little bit about that yes we have an awesome opportunity at 12 o'clock on Thursday, which is Central Time, and we're going to be hanging out with Ace, and we're going to be hanging out with Mr. Fixit, Lou Manfredini, who's an awesome ambassador to barbecue and to pretty much fixing anything in your backyard. So we're going to be talking through all the things you want to know about grilling, especially with Memorial Day weekend right around the corner. So we're going to be talking about maintenance. We're going to be talking about cleaning. We're going to be talking about how, you know when do you replace parts. Most importantly, I'm going to be cooking some brisket. We're going to be doing some chicken recipes. We're going to be doing some burger recipes. We're going, to give, we're going to have some giveaways. So it's going to be a really fun hour. Um, we're also going to be able to have people interact with us on social media and ask us questions live, which is going to be pretty fun. So it should be a good time. It's a big weekend for barbecue. I think it's, a, it's the second top barbecue weekend um, of the year. So hopefully people are going to be firing up their grills and having a good time with their family and friends. And this is, this is going to be like pretty much the start of that weekend. Is there a website people can go to to sign up for that, or has it already been filled up through, you know, a number of people signing up? Ace has it up on their site, and I think if you go to ace.com, you'll be able to link to it. Um, if you're friends with Ace on Facebook, you follow them on Twitter, it's all up on there. I'll make sure that I post something to your page just to make sure people know where it's at. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else with it if i can come up with it i'll, I'll try to remember but i i'm pretty sure go on to those social social media networks and that's where we're going to be linking to and that's going to be this coming thursday at noon central time 
Yes, it's going to be this coming Thursday, noon Central Time, so 1 o'clock um, Central Time. There's going to be some giveaways for people, which is going to be pretty fun. And actually, if you go to acehardware.yourbrandlive.com, that's where the setup is going to be. So, First time you've done something like this, or is this kind of old hat? This is going to be the first time I've done something live for an hour. Now, I have done some some TV shows that have been a half an hour, and there's a lot of cutting. This is going to be pretty much a straight hour through, so it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. It might be a little bit of chaos wrapped into that, but I think anytime you get two people that are very passionate about what they're doing, Lou's very passionate about what he does. I love what I do, very passionate about it. I think we're going to have um, a ton of fun and, and, and learn from some things, and if it ends up working out, Greg, we might be able to do something with you, too, coming up soon. I would love it. Um, Kevin, let me ask you one last question in regards to potential products uh, on the horizon. There seems to be a lot of continuing of uh, steam in regards to the pellet cooker market. Is that something that you guys have uh, kicked around, talked about, maybe buying a line or something along uh, something along these lines? I think when you look at the landscape of barbecuing in general, you have – the categories you have charcoals you have the stick burners you got the big wood burners you have the pellet cookers and i think when we look at things what fits our backyard consumer and what do they resonate with and i think that's the heart and soul of what weber is so could i say today are we looking at doing a pellet grill i would say no 20 years from now could that happen i guess anything is possible but i think what people resonate and love about Weber's is the interaction, is that look and is that feel. Um, and we'll see. I guess it's one of those things that I guess anything could happen. But for right now, our, our charcoal grills are where we're at. Our gas grills is, is definitely part of that line. And no matter if you're cooking on a pellet cooker, if you're cooking on a Kamado, we obviously want you cooking on a Weber. But I think the more people that are barbecuing, the more fun we're having the more opportunities um, we're all going to get from it. The landscape looks very bright right now for barbecue, and that's the great thing, right? And that's what we want the most of. Kevin Coleman is the Director of Brand Education and also Weber's Grill Master. You can see him live on the Internet this Thursday in conjunction with Ace Hardware. Kevin, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing it. Greg, thank you so much for having us. And like I said, you can find us with the brand live on Thursday with Ace. You can find us on Weber.com. Um, also check out Weber Nation where you're going to find all the extra videos and if we can ever do anything with you Greg you just let us know and we'll be there All right, appreciate it there he is Kevin Coleman so it's a success right now I mean is he going to tell me ask the bed I don't think so but I haven't read any reviews that would otherwise tell me that it's you know, not worth it. I, you know, look, the, what's the biggest gripe anybody's going to have about anything new to the market? Oh, it's overpriced. Uh, $1,500? I can buy a kettle for $78 on Craigslist. Not the same. Not the same. But that's all right. Check it out if you haven't seen it. A lot of stuff going up on the internet. A lot of uh, I've done some interviews with Kevin previously. There's a lot of stuff on the video. AmazingRibs.com has their own video on it as well. Let me tell you something. You want to check it up, folks? Step it up. Check it up and step it up. Butcher Barbecue. That's right.
Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. All the injections you need, all the rubs you want, all the sauces you can use to slather a. Now, last week I said I was remiss in the fact that I had forgot the week before to mention that Butcher's Barbecue has come out with a new containing contraption injection housing device for their world-famous injections. Well, if you haven't seen it. Folks, without any further ado, in the flesh, the new container right here. Look at that. Got a twist top. I haven't even opened it yet. Just came in the mail. Listen to that. That's real plastic right there. Now, you got the mixing directions right there. Free measuring scoop inside. Little promo for our buddy Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue. And on the other side, you got your health facts. All in a plastic container. Look, you ever seen the injection before? That's what it looks like. It's all right here. I can even hear, hear it, hear it clicking around in there. That's the free scoop. All of the rubs come like this now, okay? All of them. Original brisket injection, the pork injections, the bird boosters, the prime injections, all coming in that kind of a container now. So you don't have to worry about, did I get it all zipped away, all the way across? I don't know. Maybe I did. Then you go, look, it got knocked over, half of it spilled out. Now, top off, screw it on. You're ready to go. ButcherBBQ.com, again, is the website. And don't forget about the new rubs as well. The triple secret party blend. Chipotle, the cherry. Love it. Come on. Pecan. And the grilling oils. I love the grilling oils. If you haven't tried them yet, you got to get after them. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Try out their new container for the injections. If you do nothing else, try that. We're back with Steve Grahams right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back, and thanks to Kevin Coleman for joining me last segment from Weber. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big uh, big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for a medium-sized one, they got you covered there. How about something to take on those tailgates? Well, they got you covered there as well. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers. Believe it or not, you can go to the website, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com, and begin a love affair with that pellet cooker. I love mine. You can love yours, too. That's greenmountaingrills.com. 
All right, uh, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline where we can grab uh, Chairman Barbecue Cookoff and Festival Committee San Antonio Stock Show and Road. What a title this guy's got! Last time we talked to him, he was just Steve Graham's. Now look, Steve, how are you, buddy? Well, you know they sell those titles by the word, so there's uh, <laughs> they. Uh, I'm doing really well. How about yourself? been a while since we chatted yeah i think uh, i think it's been a little bit so uh happy to have you back on here and we can kind of play a, a little bit of catch up i know the last time man i think the last time we were talking potsy was maybe just rolling out and you know now it's it's full steam so maybe we can you know roll the tape back a little bit and, and get a little uh run back on uh, potsy and what the concept was where we're at now and and how that looks moving forward for you Absolutely. Uh, you know, we started out as the Pitmasters of Texas Championship Invitational Event. You talk about a long title. That's another one of those with a long title. Look at you. And um, the concept was to have uh, more cookers cooking in Texas. Simply stated, uh, getting more teams out there, uh, spending more time in the field cooking and competing. And then to be able to reward those cookers uh, by every time that they were t- able to achieve a top 10, or get a walk or get a call and make their make their that beautiful walk across the stage then they would be able to take points from one of the three meat categories of brisket ribs uh, pork spare ribs or uh, chicken and register for points within our statewide points chase now the points chase then uh, we're comparing multiple sanctioning organizations which is something unique something that has never been done before of course you've got the ibca points chase and lone star has theirs kcbs has theirs Uh, But now what we're doing is if you're a sanctioned organization and you're competing anywhere in the state of Texas, you're eligible to be in the points chase. And what's fun about it is that it doesn't cost a dime. So you basically are the one inputting your particular information onto the website and calculating from there. Absolutely. You can go to, it's, it's all the same website. I think we've got about 30 URLs that are all going to the same place, whether it's potsy.com or pitmastersoftexas.com and soon we're going to have uh, a few others but you go to the website and you can log in how successful your weekend was cooking uh, you've got 30 days to enter your information from whenever the event took place and then what happens next is uh, provided of course that it's a sanctioned or a qualified event there's a big list on the website as to what stands for a qual- what stipulates a qualified event uh, but then you're actually able to see uh, compared to other cookers throughout the entire state, exactly where you rank. Right now, we've had 179 cookers statewide uh, already input uh, information, and we're only in May. We're just getting started. You know, the the barbecue season, of course, is year round in Texas, but for the rest of the country, it's just getting warmed up. Is there any worry about uh, what I would call the dick factor, and uh, that would be somebody, let's say, like me? who decides that I'm just going to say, yeah, I competed in all of these events in Texas, whether in multiple KCBS and maybe there was an FBA and some IBCA, and I just put in my points and all of a sudden, like, I'm number one. Are there uh, guards against people like that? Absolutely. Oh, thank goodness. Without measuring twice and cutting once. Uh, We've got people that are verifying every single bit of data and information that goes on, on from two fronts, one from the team side and the other one, of course, from the event side. Uh, if an event does not have 25 teams or more, it's not a qualified event. So if a team, you know, you do really well one weekend and you enter your points in and you do a, a first, a first, and a second, which is a phenomenal weekend. Uh, well, yeah, your points might make it through for about a week or so until we go and verify that 
know the event that you competed in didn't actually qualify and therefore because of that that event has been disqualified and those points get removed from your score now as we get closer to november and december we'll be much more vigilant about the timing of when that is done uh, right now we're getting to it within a couple of weeks so if there's some overlap like you go put in you know three weekends of first places in a row you know three hat tricks in a row yeah, you might slip through the cracks for a week or two, but we will catch up with it. We are verifying every single entry of every single place on the cooker side to make sure that the data that is put in is accurate. And the, to guard against that, if a cooker, part of the agreement, if a cooker inputs incorrect information, uh, they run the risk of being kicked out of the entire points chase. Steve so Graham. do the right thing or you might get bumped out. Absolutely. Steve Graham's joining me here on the show. So, Steve, if I'm... Uh, reading this correctly a team that is open to doing multiple sanctioning bodies not just within the texas guidelines but as you said a kcbs or maybe an fba sweeps over guys that are doing that and being successful and cooking the most have the most opportunity at finishing higher than the other guys or girls yes and i will say yes and yes and no and here's the yes and no part yes if you cook more theoretically you're going to be more successful What's unique about this points chase is that we're taking your 10 best events. So whether you're cooking 53 events in a year, you're doing a double header and every single weekend, or you're the guy that goes out and cooks 10 events and you do, or seven events even, but you do exceptionally well at those few events that you do, you have just as much of a shot as the guy who cooks every single weekend all year long. Uh, now the way the 10 best events is, uh, the way that works is when teams enter their points, they enter their points, and if they find a better event later on that comes along once they enter in 10 events, well, they just bump out the lowest scoring event. It's that simple. Steve, let me ask you about the San Antonio barbecue cook-off. So it's really probably, what, one of the top one, two, or three really big events in Texas. Uh, you have, you know, the Houston, you have San Antonio, a couple other really big ones. But this is one that everybody wants to win and, and put that notch on the belt if they're going to take part in the Texas stuff. I'm Absolutely. It's, it's really one of the largest events, not just in Texas, uh, but across the country. I mean, we're, we're looking at well over 300 cookers. Uh, it's been around for you know, over two decades. It is arguably the most prestigious uh, event that, that there is, for, especially for any IBCA or Texas or Lone Star cooker uh, or anyone coming from across the country. This is about as, as steep of competition with the most prestigious titles you can possibly get. I'm hearing rumors from people uh, that I would trust that it might be going from a one-contest weekend to potentially a, a two-contest weekend, uh, all much uh, or almost not mimicking an American Royal situation, but uh, maybe having something as an invitational side, maybe just for Texas, and then the second day opening it up for everybody, and you know, however that's going to be sanctioned, whatever, but. Is, is any of that true, or should I be finding better reliable sources? Well, <laughs> I know how much you love breaking stories on your show and being the first one to put the word out there. Always. And so let's, let's do that right now. The plan is to take the, the series, the points chase series, that, we're, that teams and, and cooks will have the opportunity to compete in all season long to register for their points, to host that invitational event. I say invitational. You really have to earn your spot. So it's it's part invitational, part earn it to get in it, to be able to try and win it. To host that event at the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo Barbecue Cook-Off and Festival as a day before, turning it into a two-day cook-off event as opposed to a one-day event. 
Now we've always had, I say that, we've always had the jackpot event. We've always had the bean event the day before on Friday. Now we're going to extend that yet another day out. So we're looking at Friday is going to be, uh, again, the term really isn't invitational, but if you wanted to parallel it to something like a Kansas City, sure. then perhaps it would follow along those lines. The top 100 teams who have earned their place to be there in this year-long season struggle to be the best cooker, the best pit master, to be the best team there possibly is in competition barbecue, this would be the grand finale of barbecue, the grand finale of Texas barbecue, hosted at San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo Barbecue Cook-Off on Friday. And then, of course, we would have our premier event, the big event that we are known for, with well over 300 teams the following day. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. Yeah. Without a doubt, that's a lot of food. So it, it would be safe to say that if you're going to be going, if you're one of the top 100 teams that kind of runs that marathon that you were hyping up there a couple minutes ago, you would probably stay, turn around, and, and do a two-dayer for sure. Without a doubt. I mean, if, if you've earned the right to be there, then you are one of the best barbecue teams that exists. You're one of the certainly one of the best in Texas, and you want to make sure that you – uh, keep that tight. This is this is one of those. I, I heard a, a a cooker one time say it's a resume event. It's one of those that you want to win. This this is one of those elite premier events that you definitely want to take home the banner from. And then if you're there, man, you're staying for one of the best events that exists. So you're there for both days during the entire weekend. And one thing that we haven't announced really full blown either. Another a little nugget of information that you get to pass on your show. Yeah, please. Is that uh, both. Both events will be sanctioned as well. And we are going to go with the International Barbecue Cookers Association, IBCA, for both events and sanction both of those. Uh, it's a great group of people. Uh, we've worked with them many times in the past. We're excited about working with them in the future and keeping uh, this event uh, the most prestigious event, not just in Texas, but nation nationwide. Steve, you have a lot of passion for barbecue. You obviously speak very well. You come across with a lot of great energy. From a host perspective, I appreciate it. That's why you're one of my favorite guests, of course. From, uh, you know, the, the competitive side of barbecue and some things that happened a little bit earlier in the year, do you have a take on uh, the ingestion of Lone Star by IBCA? Do you think overall that's a good thing? Uh, were you What were you hearing as that was kind of building and then after it happened and now where we're at today? Well, what you had was, it wasn't Lone Star, it was Gulf Coast. So you had the Texas yeah, Gulf Coast. I'm sorry, Coast that's, right. Barbecue, yeah, that's yes, right. Barbecue Cookers Association. Uh, you know, there's some history that goes way back with those two where they started all part of the same organization. And and when they spun apart, when they started their own thing and, and bringing them back together, I, I think it's a great thing for Texas barbecue. I, I think that not just for Texas barbecue, but it's a great thing for barbecue as a, as a competitive sport. I think when you look at um, organizations that, that work very well internally, the way that they flow, I know Craig Sherry right now is doing phenomenal things with IBCA. And what he's doing, I, I don't know if anybody else could have accomplished what he's already doing this year. And of course, anytime you start making changes, uh, of course, for the greater good, you're gonna have some people that don't like it. You're gonna have some people that don't agree with every decision you make. And I think what uh, what you find with Gulf Coast is that the members and the, not just the members, but the entire people that, that were working on part of the board of directors and the decision makers within the group, they were all on board, is my understanding, is that they were all on board with merging into and being a part of IBCA. It was it was really a great call and a great, a great plan for everybody involved from a promoters and, and, a, and a guy who puts on barbecue events perspective would you like to see texas ultimately unify into one whatever that acronym would end up being would you like to see one unified body in the great state of texas you know it's 
it's the yes and no answer. Um, well, no, it's yes, only yes or no. Well, I understand where you're coming from. I, I think that's what part of the points chase is, is why we came up with that is because, you know, barbecue, not just as a food or as a competition uh, or as it's, it's cultural, it's regional, but more than that, it's so personal to everybody. It is so personal. So if you tell somebody, well, we're not going to do it the way you do it, we're going to do it the way we do it, or this is the way it should be done, or it should, it should only be done this way, or this is the right way. Then all you're doing is just creating controversy right there. I mean, it, it's, We've always said it's not that you do it differently, it's that you do it wrong. You know, that's how people, how passionate they are about barbecue. So to pick one and say, this is the way we're going to go with it, I, I think that's just, it'll never happen. I think it's crazy. Um, would I like to see it? Yeah, from a promoter perspective, it'd be easy. Uh, when, when there was no decision between Gulf Coast and IBCA, because they're now one sanctioning body, that made everything super easy. Uh, Easy is always what you look for as a promoter. You want things to run super smooth and easy. So, yes, if there's an easier way, I always want the easier way. Uh, Steve, are you like a Texas A&M alum or just a fan? Oh, I class of 94. Graduated from Texas A&M. I'm a past president of our local club. I'm a third-generation Aggie. My brothers, my parents, cousins, yeah, all of us. We uh, we. We bleed maroon. Mm, yes. Um, now, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, so I have to ask. Is there anything more embarrassing than Johnny Manziel having such a great college career and then pissing it all away, at least here in Cleveland? I mean, that guy's crazy, right? Well, I've never seen him at a barbecue pit, so I really can't speak too much about him in any other capacity. Um, if he wants to come out to one of these barbecue competitions and enter and do something, we'll see how he does. Uh, of course, there's... Um, you know, you, you don't actually get to, to, to show someone the money until they actually cook very well. So I don't know if he would do very well right out of the right out of the gate. But no. uh, he's not made the best decisions. Absolutely. Uh, Steve Grams is joining me here on the show. Uh, the Barbecue Cook-Off and Festival Committee, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo Chairman. Steve, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You we'll got see it. you next time. There he is. I don't. I think he kind of fell on the sword for Johnny Manziel. What do you think? <laughs> we all know. We all know. At least here locally, he's no player. He's out of here. Out of here. How's that uh, LED light working out on my head? If I was scared of guns, I would think somebody had a gun trained on me. But not the case. All right, thanks again to Steve Grams. CHOPS Power Injector System, the NBBQA 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. They come in three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs, from backyard cooks to caterers to restaurant chefs. There is a power injector right for you. Each of their patent-pending CHOPS Power Injector Systems features not one, not two, but four needles placed at the perfect distance for even injecting. That's right. You can also remove some of the needles so you can inject around bone if you want to. Number one bestseller is the CHOPS half-gallon power injector system. It's very easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and you are off and running. If you have one brisket to do or a pork shoulder, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. It comes with a 14-gauge needle, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The number or the one gallon chops power injector system designed for bigger catering and competition jobs. Like if you're cooking whole hog 
at the MBN or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping. And then, of course, the CHOPS full power injector system. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition big daddy. Not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, it was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the CHOPS full power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with the metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 325 plus shipping anyway. A number of the top pitmasters are using the CHOPS power injector system every day to make their barbecue better than ever. We live in a foodie world. It requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. And it's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon? You can do that with the CHOPS power injector, too. Every CHOPS power injector hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. They got the extra accessories if you want them. They have a great way to make your CHOPS injector bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. Need I say more? Here's the deal. Go to the website, Barbecue Kansas City, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. Get your hands on the 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year as deemed by the National Barbecue Association. The CHOPS Power Injector System gives your barbecue some power. All right, thanks again to Steve Grams for joining me and talking about the Patsy and... Look out for that San Antonio barbecue cook-off now. A Friday night top 100 cooks for Potsy turning around and opening it up to the big show on Saturday. 300 plus. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. All right. That was weird. Does anybody know anybody? Like, really? Not on the internet. But does anybody know anybody that has the Weber Summit? I was in a gardening shop two weeks ago no names please but they sell the big green egg and then they also had the summit and i asked the lady i said hey what's the reception like for this well a lot of people talk about it but they buy the big green egg i know doug you're right it's the worst doug's like what do you mean a bad name you just said cleveland right Cleveland, bad name. You say tomato. I say Pittsburgh. What? There might be some 
let's say, novice to intermediate ramp-up needed for that Weber. But I think once it really is entrenched into that particular niche, it's probably going to do pretty well. Also, I would love to be cooking one uh, on the backyard. Yo, Kevin. Yo, Kevin. Give me, a, give me that summer taco, baby. Yeah. Give it. I would love it. I would cook on it. I would do it. I would put that charcoal on there to cook me a brisket. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we are going to step away. Reload here for the second hour. Travis Clark coming up at uh, 1014. Also, a game show is planned at 1035. I have some books if you would like. I also have some barbecue accoutrements. For your potential winning as well. You tell me. First you win and then you tell me. I'll ship it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, join me in just a couple minutes for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central radio networks. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, welcome back. You have found the second hour of the Barbecue Central Show. Well, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling here. We broadcast and or originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The basketball capital of the world. <laughs> 
If you want to jump in tonight, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Still to come, Travis Clark, Clark Crew Barbecue. Also a potential game show, depending on what happens. Again, if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. The Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour rolled into South Haven, Mississippi this past weekend. This was a local event that feeds the Marietta, Georgia Regional Final. By the way, if I can just digress for one moment. Marietta, Georgia is like one of the best places ever. Totally not even barbecue related. It's If you've never been down there to visit, it's a great. So is Kennesaw. Visit both of those places. They're great. Anyway, the top six teams moving on to the Marietta, Georgia regional final as follows. Winning it, RGC, the creator of what people call the rib revolution. The butter bath and wrap, along with great sauces and rubs. Keith Riles, Victory Lane Barbecue with a 696.5. Reserve Grand Champion. By less than a point, Southern Smokers, 695.9. Wow. So just six-tenths of a point away, literally six-tenths. Number three, New Beta Gamma. Fourth place, the University of Q. Fifth place, Cajun Blaze Barbecue. And rounding out the top six, 270 Smokers or 270 Smokers. Or... 270 smokers. One of those, that's the sixth place guy. So all six of them will whoop, magically run over to Marietta, Georgia and take place in the regional final. As I said, in the first hour, the next Sam's Club stop is going to be June 4th, so they're taking a week off. Well-deserved, everyone. And that will be in Asheville, North Carolina. Good luck to all those competing that are making the run out to Asheville. Beautiful. Matt Boer weighing in. Greg, the big chicken downtown is awesome in Marietta. The big chicken. I just love the scenery. I was I was very taken with it. I don't it's tough for me to, you know, love a city because of the beauty that I uh, lay within. <laughs> but I was down there with a previous position when I was doing aeroplanes, and we were our uh, home base airport was in Kennesaw, and then Marietta was like just over the road. It was so nice. Great architecture, red dirt. I've never seen red dirt before. By the way, I I did thank uh, Dave Bosque for sending me that injection stuff. Uh, I am wearing a Dave Bosque shirt as well. It doesn't really display very well on the camera for whatever reason. But it is his. Uh, Where am I? Okay. Yeah, so, uh uh-oh. Well, now I've done it. I was selling these uh, raffle tickets for volleyball, so I got one guy wants five, and she wants ten. Oh, boy. Okay, that's I I gotta delete. I'm sold out. Folks, I'm sold out. I did it. Wow. 
Where is anybody competing this coming weekend? We'll go ahead and send out the show karma to everybody that's competing. We'll see how many wins we can get. By the way, I did want to mention show favorite and show super fan Patrick and Wendy Paquette pulled out yet another grand championship this past weekend. Want to make sure that they get their just due recognition. Anybody that spends as much time in this place on Tuesday nights certainly should receive their just rewards as well. All right, let me head on over to the KCBS website, get you up to speed here with who's atop the leaderboard. Uh, the top 10 in KCBS as it sits right now, uh, first place may or may not be a surprise. Darren and Sherry Worth, Iowa Smoky D's. My next guest coming up, Clark Crew Barbecue in second place. Smokeaholics in third. Sauced Barbecue Team fourth. Shake and Bake Barbecue fifth. Hickory Prime sixth. Booty Q. Booty Q is seventh. Getting Basted eighth. Oki Q ninth. And Smoke Me Silly rounding out the top ten. Matt Boer will be competing in Oviedo, Florida. FBA has been off for like two or three weeks, right? So they're getting like, unless it's... Is that a KCBS event? Doesn't matter. Good luck to Matt Boer passing out the karma for you, my friend. Yep. Don G is cooking for 1,200 military tomorrow. Wow. 1,200? Don, do you have a cooker that can make 1,200? That can make barbecue for 1,200 military people? Those people are in shape and ready to eat. How many people are helping you out with that? Where's that going to be? Do you need promo? I'll give you some promo, Don. If I lived closer, I might stop out for a sandwich. Oh, wait. There was something else I was going to talk about. Darn it. Let me pull it up. I don't know where the website is, so I don't want to speak out of school. Yeah, if you go to this particular web... Right. Of course it takes you to that one. Bunch of dummies. And let's see. Yes. All right. Here we go. Now, you would recall last year, last year, the KCBS put up on their website a uh public letter to nominate who you think should be in the barbecue hall of fame. And I took that as a personal challenge to get myself elected into the barbecue hall of fame last year. Of course that didn't work out too well for me. Steven Reichland took my seat in the barbecue hall of fame last year, which again, I've said on many occasions, if I'm going to lose my seat to somebody, Steven Reichland is one of those that I accept. However, I did not see that come across this year. No mention of make a uh, make a nomination. I want to speak too far out of school here, but let me make sure I didn't miss it. Um, Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 
I don't see 2016, 2016 KCBS elections. As I quickly look over all the KCBS news from kind of the beginning of the year, no mention of give us your suggestions. Hmm? So, (laughs) however, unbeknownst maybe to you, the 2016 class has been announced and are the following. In the humanitarian slash celebrity, Artie Davis, a.k.a. Remus Powers. David Knight from Ol' Hickory in the business category. Does anybody know who the pitmaster is this year for induction? Oh, you know him, all right. Chris Lilly, Big Bob Gibson. So congratulations to Artie, Chris, and David. We'll have them on talk about what the induction into the Barbecue Hall of Fame means to them. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Artie or David, but should Chris Lilly be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I think he's only like 44 years old. Come on. Does he need to be yet? Does he need to be there yet? He's got time yet. Let him go. Uh, seriously, congratulations to all three of them. Well-deserved. Your 2016 class for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you're a barbecue in the backyard kind of guy or a competition circuit kind of guy or you run a five-star dining facility, Cookshack has the unit that will get the job done. With a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on these social media types. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, the Google Pluses. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on the world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Morin, the FEC 100 and and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker or grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack residential electric smokers are the number one in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can make in an oven, you can cook in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962 and call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or again, visit the website cookshack.com. By the way, if you were at that National Restaurant Association show in Chicago the last handful of days, I believe it ended today or it ends tomorrow, you could have seen Stuart Powell and Fast Eddie right there in the Cook Shack Forum, right there in the the McCormick site. Did you miss out? Come on. Two legends right there selling their wares. How cool would it be to talk pellet cooker with Eddie and Stewart. And they're a captive audience. You can go right in there for that expo and bend their ear. Eddie will tell you how he was is like cops in the country and, and dune bug race. What? 
What? Eddie, when are you coming back out? Somebody get a hold of Eddie. All right, we're back right after this with Travis Clark. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy from Amazon.com as well. Once again, as I have said in the past, the only pellet manufacturer out there that has their own smartphone app. Android, iOS, doesn't matter. Download it. Be alerted when shipping goes crazy. You want to save money? Who doesn't? You can save money if you download the app and then get alerted when the pellets go on sale. It's great. All right, my guest in the second hour has won his last three barbecue competitions, backing up his current KCBS Team of the Year status. Here to talk about the last handful of contests and where the 2016 barbecue picture is for him currently. How five months into the season are going. Uh, Pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team, Travis Clark, joining me here on the show. Travis, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Trav. Appreciate you making time, as always. So, uh, you know, it always seems like we're pulling you in after you have accomplished some type of majestic feat, like A, winning KCBS Team of the Year, or rattling off a handful of wins in a row. Certainly this time is no different. The last three barbecue competitions that you've entered You've won. So, uh, I mean, from an outsider looking in perspective, uh, you had a great season last year, kind of a a tooth and nail all the way to the end. Very exciting. And you've started 2016 uh, kind of like a a house of fire, uh, amassing a number of grand championships already again this season. How are you guys finding it five, almost six months into it? You know, it it seems a little different than last year. I mean, it seemed like we were kind of, button our heads against the wall i felt like i was coming out this year i really felt like i've been cooking better than ever um you know our first cook of the year i thought it was the best cook i've ever done in my life i've never closed the lid and thought i had four 180s in my life and obviously it didn't go that way um it just i really feel like i'm cooking better than ever and it just uh wasn't going that way and then now it kind of is you know it just kind of comes and goes you know the law of averages is there any kind of pressure that isn't there this year that because last year was the year that we're going to make the run for the KCBS title, you, you, did, you told me at the end of the year, this is something that we're not going to consciously go out and do again. So is there, is there a non-pressure there for you guys at this point, and, and maybe that's why you feel the way you're feeling? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have no pressure. I have, you know, I had one goal this year. And that, and that was to get back into the jack. And we needed a couple more wins to do that. We got that done. And now I, I honestly, uh, <laughs> I have no, no pressure on me at all. I mean, I'm not trying to, not trying to do anything. We're trying to have fun. You know, uh, last year it got to a point where it wasn't fun anymore. And it, it became, you know, I don't, I don't want to say a business, but just so much of a task at hand, what had to happen 
And, and this year I don't have that. It's just cook where we want, have fun, try to do some contests this summer that that's fun for the kids. And, and it's pretty relaxing, actually. You know, we're still going at it hard, it seems like, but I have, you know, there's just no stress. So is it still safe to say as we sit here on May 24th or, you know, whatever the hell the date is, that the team right now is definitely still in the we're not going out to intentionally repeat as team of the year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's not even that's not even a goal of mine. I mean, I guess <laughs> if we if we get down in October and we're, we're sitting – Sitting in a position, I guess it's something we'll talk about. Uh, and when I say we, it's going to be talking to my wife, and she's probably not going to be real thrilled about it again. Um, you know, if we find ourselves in a position, I'd like to be in the position to to do it if need be. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't want to be in that position, but I just don't want a, a repeat of last year. It was just so so hard on everything as far as a family and time consuming and money. It was just a, it was just not a real fun task to do. Do, do you have, like, do you physically have the, the time off and, you know, not the, the money stuff, but do you have the ability to make a run uh, if, you know, come the end of August um, or September, if you're still having you know, fun I, and you're doing what you want, but all of a sudden maybe you found yourself in a, in a spot where you're 50, 60, 70 points ahead of everybody and, and, the competitive juices get flowing and the, the, the repeat type of a thing. I mean, you, you strike me as a pretty competitive guy, no matter how easy it is right now, that if it came down to it and it was feasible, you might want to put a boot on somebody's throat and do it again. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it was, if it come down to four or five guys and, and, and it was able to where we could all, you know, do it, you know, and, and go after it, I, you know, I, I'd probably do it. I, I really would. I mean, the competitive side of me wants to. Vacation-wise, I, I just – I blew the wad last year. You know, I had it all saved up. I mean, I started out the year with a, a ton of vacation, and I just don't have any this year. But I've been off – the reason I've been able to cook a lot lately is because I had knee surgery, so now I'm just back to work like restricted. So I pretty much can get my Fridays off and, and cook. So it's been uh, – been pretty good on that part of it other than the fact that i'm obviously kind of injured you know it you're pretty sore by the end of a turn and you know you're you're hobbling around like you're on a damn peg leg but it's uh you know it's been good it's been good to be able to do that you know i wouldn't have been able to cook near as much if i wouldn't have had knee surgery so i mean i guess that's a positive of it and but i don't know as far as making a run late in the year i mean i don't know i don't i don't really think i'd have the time to it just depends on Depends on how it goes. You know, last year we we spent a ton of time chasing it. And I mean, a ton. I spent every hour of vacation I had. Travis but, Travis Clark uh, joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue Team. A couple minutes ago, Travis, you had said a couple things that you know you find, I guess, sad in a way, right? Because you're KCBS Team of the Year. Nobody's ever going to be able to to take that away from you, but. When you look at other sports, and certainly you can't compare competition barbecue to, to baseball or, or basketball or whatever. However, there's championships and all those. There's seasons that go into them. Potentially, none of them are even nearly as long as the competition barbecue season is. And you're like, man, it just wasn't fun anymore. When you talk to you know the guys that win other championships, there might be times when it wasn't fun. But it seems like, and you're not the only one that said it, it seems like that the guys that win the championships uh, for Team of the Year, KCBS, to a man or woman say, 
man, it was just so not fun. Like, way into it, it wasn't fun. And to me, there's got to be some way to fix that to make it fun for you guys while still maintaining, you know, the, the competition spirit as well, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I wish there I wish there were some things that would, you know, that would, you know, when it get when it gets down the way it's set now, and it basically gets down the end of the year, the, the, you know, like the position we were in last year, it wasn't necessarily going to cook where I wanted to cook, it was going to cook where you had to go cook. Yeah, and, and that sucks, you know, whenever somebody's depicting where you have to go and how you have to do it, that sucks. I mean, that just you know, you're not necessarily cooking where you want to. You got you got to go cook against an, an individual. You got to make sure it's enough points. I mean, it just uh, that sucks. You know, it's kind of nice to be able to look at a schedule and go, yeah, I want to go cook there because I want to. You know, and it and, and then also in the late in the year, it got to be where you had to, had to, had to, and I couldn't take my wife and kids. You know, I mean, it wasn't. You know, they're in school; they can't go every weekend like that, and that sucks. I mean, to me, that's the fun parts when they can all go. You know, it adds a whole other level of stress to it, but it's fun. You know, it's, I don't know. So if that, you could, that's the bad thing about it. If you could go into the KCBS board and, and magically wave a wand, what changes would you make to add some of that fun so it wasn't just like, oh, man, I got to do this or I got to do that, and there's just no fun in it now? You know, I, I wish they could, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I wish, but, I mean, it, it's so hard to do. I wish, you know, you could factor in a strength of schedule, you know, I mean, I, I wish you could, but you know, there's always going to be problems with that, you know, you know, there's going to be people in an area saying, Hey, you know, we're just as tough, you know, we just don't have the contest. So that that's a very hard thing to factor. You know, I mean, I mean, it really is. You, you look at the contest we cooked this last weekend, it was insane. You know, it's stacked, you know, you would think, Hey, it'd be great to get some points off that. But then on the other hand, you know, these guys down there cooking a contest to get, you know, an 80 team contest that ain't easy to win, you know? So it's really hard to say that there's so many factors in that, but I wish there was a way, you know, it, it, like a handicap in golf. I wish there was a way that, that, that they could be set in stone that would do it, you know? And it, and it's just not, you know, there's, there's a lot of great cooks that cook against a lot of great teams. And, and there's a lot of good cooks that go out and try to find the softest schedule they can cook too. And, and they're rewarded equally. And, and that blows, but that's just the way it is. Does winning yeah. ever get old for you? I mean, you look, uh, there's a lot of teams that are probably scrapping for that first GC, but you know, on the, on the other end of the perspective, man, there's guys that win a lot. You win a lot. So is, is it always fresh and new? You know, it, it's kind of different, I guess. that This was our 25th GC this weekend. You know, and I mean, that that's not <laughs> crap compared to a lot of these guys, but for no more, you know, we've only done 80 contest so i mean percentage wise that's damn good you know but you know i know i don't think i ever had the emotion tied to it as uh, as some teams do you know there were there, we, we watched a did a contest last year we won in, in fort smith and the, and the team that reserved it man they were crying and, and you know going hysterical over reserving it and i was like holy shit you know i never had that you know i mean i was never that way my first, you know, contest that I reserved was the American Royal, and I wasn't emotional. I was sitting there <laughs> thinking, what the hell could I have done to win this thing? You know, it was just, uh, it's just a different, you know, it's cool to see. I love seeing that. There's nothing better than seeing somebody get their first win. For me, it wasn't that way. You know, it just, it just never was. I enjoy it. I
checking that score sheet like, God, how did I get a seven in this? You know, and that's that's just the competitive edge in me. You know, I mean, you're happy. You just don't show it the way uh, other people do. But it's very cool to see, you know, people people lose it, you know, when they do that. The cooking classes are still kind of, you know, coming fast and furious uh, all over the place. Uh, you guys are doing them as well. How are you finding giving classes and kind of spilling your guts in front of everybody? You like that? Yeah, I love it. Uh, the first one was was a little little rough. I mean, you're just sitting there. You know, I always told myself, I'm going to give it up to these guys. I'm going to give them it all. And then when you're doing it, it's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? I mean, I worked so hard for this, and, and here you are giving it up. It got a little easier as each one went on, and, and you just did it, and you started thinking, you know what? I, I'm – I have enough confidence in myself that we can all use the same thing, the the same meat, the same everything, and, and I can beat them. That's the confidence I have in myself. And uh, I think if I ever lost that confidence, I'd quit cooking. I, I really do. You know, I mean, I think I can cook it perfect, and, and I think other people will struggle with that. So I think even if I give it to them and they put their own spin on it, you know, I got to beat them. That, that's how I feel about it but it, it, it's fun as hell to do a class. I mean, I, I love doing it and there, you know, I love when I show things that I do and you just the look on people's faces like, Oh my God, why didn't we think of that? I love that. I mean, I just love it. You know, it makes you feel good. You know, I get messages every single weekend. These guys winning contests, you know, last weekend there six grands by people that took a class, whether they did anything I did or not. I don't know, but it's a good feeling when they send you a message saying, thanks, you know, they help them. I mean, that's, that's a good feeling. It makes you think like a, what a teacher has to feel like, you know, sending, sending kids out the door. It, it's a good feeling. Uh, but I will say it sucks when, when, they, when the guys that you used to beat like a drum in a category, start beating you, you know, and come over telling you, Hey, I ran your recipe that that's a crappy feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say on two fronts, right? So before you do that first class, and I don't know if you and your wife sit there and kind of consult with each other and go, hey, are we going to spill our guts here? Or are we really not going to spill our guts here? Uh, and then no, you... I, I, I told her when we were going to do it, she was kind of the other way. She's like, she's like, you think you should say that? I was like, I'm damn sure going to say that because I've heard too many guys go to too many classes and, and everybody talks. They hear what this guy says, you know, and, and it's not accurate. You're going, well, that ain't what he does. Hell, I know what he does. You know, I've seen him do it. And that, and that's frustrating. And to me, my word is everything. You know, if I, if I'm going to throw it out there, they're going to know leaving there that it's a hundred percent, you know, and a good friend of mine took the class went and cooked with me the next week. And I mean, when you can literally slide that guy, your food and say, here, season that, I mean, you, you, it's almost like a validation, you know, it's just, I don't know. My, my word is everything. Ain't nobody going to leave my class and think I, yeah, I didn't throw it out there. And anybody that says it does, that just pisses me off. But so you you make uh, you make that peace with yourself uh, from a business aspect that you're going to give it all up and then you do that. So, you know, like you kind of said a couple minutes ago, the first time you saw somebody take that walk or or do better than you after they had taken your class, that's got to be that little bittersweet pill you have to swallow and maybe a lot more bitter than sweet, right? Oh yeah, yeah. My wife uh, especially when they come over to the trailer afterwards and I mean <laughs> I don't, I think they're trying to, to say, Hey, you know, thank you. But the way it's coming off, Oh my God, I did this, you know, and we, you know, beat you do, I can't believe I beat you doing this. I use your recipe to hundred percent. You know, my wife's like, just tell them to leave. You know, <laughs> she, she's mad about it. I mean, she's a sport sport about it and I'm not happy either. It's like, God, this sucks. But you know, that's just something you, you had to, 
you had to sit there and, and tell yourself was going to happen. It, it, it's going to happen. You know, and then, you, uh, then I honestly just thought about it with, with like Rod Gray. I was like, that guy's taught thousands of people. And uh, look how many of them have gone on to be team of the year and, and gone on to do their own classes, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's just something you have to make a decision. And once you commit to it, you're in it, you know. There's, there's no going back, you know, you, you gotta try to, you know, just try to cook it right. You know, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing I can't teach them. Like, you know, I can't cook it for them. I can show them what I do. They may use one thing I do. Who knows? I mean, none of us know, you know, you see all these guys put on a class and they say, Oh, my students did this, this, and this. So I got news for you. Half those students were in my class too. Half of them were in true buds. Half of them were in rods. You don't know if they're doing any of your shit. You know, simple man, people go to a class to learn that one thing. What is that one thing? Who knows? Go there. You're going to see it. You know, I've done enough of these now that can pretty much tell you about four or five things that it's almost fun to sit back. And when you show it to them, the whole class goes, oh, my God. And I mean, you pretty much know what it is. And that, you know, some of those things are, it's worth seeing. Now, if they're doing a good job, hopefully they're getting that from every class and something different. That's what's going to make you good. You know, you you don't want to take this guy's recipe and run it to the T. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But if you're, if you're smart enough to see something that will contribute to what you do, everything you spent for that class is worth it 10 times over. Travis Clark joining me here on the show, a pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue Team, the current KCBS Team of the Year, and winner of their last three barbecue competitions, if you're counting. Uh, Travis, most surprised class person you've seen? Like, you will look over the class that's attended, and you're like, wow, I can't believe this guy or, or this girl's in my class. Uh, you know, I don't like to talk about who's been there and I, and I won't, I won't be that guy. You'll never, ever see me, you know, do, do like some of these guys do that. Hey, so-and-so, so-and-so that graduated our class. I think that's dumb trying to steal their thunder. That, that's, that's just not cool, but, uh, I'll, I'll never do that. But I've had some guys in there that, have, that have blown our mind, you know, that have been in there. Some of them are, you know, you know, champions, you know, that, I mean, world champions that have been in there, it's blown, it's blown my mind, you know, and we're truly flattered, uh, you know, by a lot of the ones that have come in there. So do you, you think, know, do, do they try and like be on the down low? I mean, you're, you're signing up. Oh, There's a, a whole of, bunch a lot of other them, people. A lot there. of them do. I won't, I, we won't take a, a picture that, that shows them. We won't do a class picture. We won't, you know, we won't tag people. We won't do that. People find out and people talk. I mean, I can't control that, but, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to call them out when they, when they do something, you know, I, way I think if I did a good job and there was something that helps them, you know, if they want the world to know, they'll say it. I, I, I don't need to. So in your estimation, no. taking a class, whether it's yours or, you know, whoever else is out there, uh, a, I guess is, is it is easy enough to do your own due diligence to make sure it's worth the money. And then, uh, secondarily, Classes are worth the money, whether once you vet it out, if it's good or not. Classes, in your estimation, are are worth the money, worth the investment to take. Oh yeah, that's the best investment in barbecue. Hell, I take them. I mean, I, I feel that I I feel that I'm one of the best cooks out there. And I mean, I I took hell. I'll tell you, I took Tuffy's class. I turned around and took uh, Tim Shear and him's you know shake and bakes class. You know we uh you know we were going to swap information. And I mean that's uh. 
Hell, they're, they're, you know, if you, and they cook on a whole different cooker, but I mean, if you can't learn something for, from a great pit master like that, you, you failed yourself. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can cook on a different pit, do a different everything. There's going to be something I learned from everybody. You know, my, uh, one of my very first things I ever did, I, I took butcher's class. You know, they had a judging class, you know, that I went to just to kind of get an idea what the hell was going on. I mean, I hadn't really done anything. And, uh, you know, that was a mind blowing to see uh, that told you right off of how different judging could be. You know, when you, you think something's great, and the guy next to you thinks it sucks. I mean, it was just like, wow, here we go. But, uh, you know, I took his class and there was a couple things there that, that he did, you know, that I do to this day, you know, we're, we're cooking on different pits. This dude's on a, on an FE, I'm on a jambo. He's low and slow. I'm as hot as you can freaking get. But the, these things that I that I took from his class, I, I teach in mine, you know. And I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, it's what I do. But I mean, that's something in his process that I've done every day since. Trans- you know, and, and I give him credit for it in my class. I tell him, I said, you know, I won't say it here, but I mean, I'll tell him and say, I learned this from a buddy of mine. You know, another one. Uh, I took a Kelly Works rib class. You know, four legs up. There's a process step I do in there to this day. I give the dude credit in class for it. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. If you can't go to somebody's class that, that's a damn good cook and, and figure out something that will convert to what you do, something, you, you failed, then you're probably not going to be very damn successful. Travis Clark joining me here on the show, Pitmaster of Clark Crew Barbecue Team. Uh, Travis, can I hold you over uh, just for a couple more minutes out of, uh, on the other side of the break? Oh, here? yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Hold on one second here. Uh, we'll be back with more Travis Clark from the Clark Crew Barbecue team, 2015 KCBS Team of the Year, or current KCBS Team of the Year, whatever you like. Uh, before we get back to him, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru, the longest-running sponsor of the show. Based out of Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru is the creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. Why are you going to buy from anybody else? I don't know. Not familiar with how these beauties work? I don't get into the minutiae here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set. Keeps it at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Because maybe you're a busy working professional like me. Or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids. You're doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend those pit temperatures. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. Got a bunch of different models to choose from. If you really love the technology, if you want to be able to control up to two pits from one device, if you want to control or uh, monitor internal temperatures of multiple meats, the CyberQ Wi-Fi is the place you want to go. You can connect it to your tablet or your smartphone or your netbook or your laptop or whatever. And now you don't even need to go outside to see where your pit's running at where your internal temperature of meat is. You can make adjustments right from your smart device, however it's connected. Just that easy. Or on the other side, if you need like a cruise control for your pit, you don't need all that tech. You can get the Party Q, $149 for most cookers. little extra for the ceramic because of the event at the bottom. But this is a self-contained package. Runs on AA batteries. It can go from uh, a kettle-style cooker to a bullet-style cooker to a ceramic-style cooker. Just that easy. If you're in the market for an oven, Onyx Oven, that's the place to go. Works seamlessly with all of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices, of course. 
So do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. That's thebbqguru.com. And check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. We're back with Travis Clark in 10 seconds. Stick around. Be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. Welcome back to one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Travis Clark joining me here as well. Trav, thanks for hanging with me through the break, there, buddy. You betcha. All right, so let's talk a little bit about product. There's been the race to all the high-end stuff. Uh, I, I assume, of course, that that is kind of still winning the day here. Do you see any more of a rise in the higher-end pork stuff like the Berkshire butts and the Berkshire ribs or anything like that? You know, I've, I've never never cooked any Berkshire. I, I used to cook, you know, pretty much all commodity. I've, uh, I've kind of switched over. Cooked, I, you know, last year I was cooking like one compart butt, sometimes two. This year I've, this year I'm put, cooking the majority of, of compart Duroc. You know, uh, took me a little while to figure it out. I kind of struggled a little bit. Once I did, I mean, you know, that you can't beat the flavor, best flavor I've ever had. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just different. It's just a learning curve that I had to do. And it's kind of fun to try to learn it. You know, it's, uh, been a great change for us as From, far as uh you know as far as far as a product the flavor is is really good you know so from a from a flavor standpoint uh you know minus the rubs and, and any of the other stuff you're going to do to it but just from a commodity rib tasting it to uh, the compot that you're using what are some of the biggest differences that your palate finds you know the the fat content you know the fat content i mean that the, the flavor you know when you bite it there's no doubt and I, you know, I didn't even tell my wife a lot of times what it was. And that's the only way, you know, I didn't want to tell her, well, these are the comp parts. These are the expensive ones. These are these, you know, and these are the crappy ones, you know, these are, <laughs> they're Tyson or these are whatever. I didn't want to tell her. And I mean, I knew handing it to her, which was, which, you know, and just to get the honest opinion from her, she's like, oh my God, these are good. You know, that you, they, you know, to me, that validated it. You know, what I, what I had in my head, you know, the, the downfall to it. You know, it's it's smaller. Generally, it's a smaller product. You know, I was used to cooking a great big old monster money muscle. These are smaller. You learn how to trim it. You learn how to cook them. You know, well, are they judging you on the size of it? Or are they judging you on the flavor of it? You know, it just, uh, to me, it was a no-brainer, you know, once you could figure out how to do them. From a, from a sponsorship standpoint, do you, are, are you, and I'm asking in a high level, not real specifically, but would you be willing to take, you know, brand A if I'm going to give you all that meat for the course of a season versus going out and, and buying something that you're more comfortable with? 
No, no. I mean, it's me at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's not about somebody giving me something free. I, I've turned down more sponsorships than what I got. You know, I'm going to cook what I think I can win with. You know, that at the end of the day, that's what it is. Now, obviously, sponsors make it make it easier on a guy, but I would never let a sponsor depict my season. I, I don't need anybody that bad. That'd be like a sponsor telling me, well, you have to cook here, here, and here. To hell with that. You know, I'm going to cook where I want and, and what I feel I have an advantage to win. You know, I'm going to cook the product I need to. I'm going to use the rub I need to. It ain't going to be about a sponsor. You know, if Cosmo come into me and said, hey, you have to use this, this, and this on three meats, uh, you know, it ain't going to happen, you know. But, you know, that ain't that way. The sponsors I got, you know, they're there for my support. You know, they give me what I need and what, you know, to win, and and then give me the support I need. You know, that that's the big thing to me. You know, Compart, I, I I was straight up with Jim whenever we started talking sponsorship. I said, dude, I cook a commodity. I cook a lot of this. You know, I cooked one of your butts sometimes too, but not all the time. Well, now I've worked my way to it where I'm cooking more and more. Now I'm cooking all of his butts and not having to do a commodity. But when I started out the season, I was doing like half and half. Then I went to three. You know, it's you just work your way into it. But I would never, I wouldn't do that if I didn't think I could win with it. You know, to me, I'll go spend $30 on a pack of pork butts if I think that's the difference in me winning a contest or not. Travis Clark joining me here on the show. Um, Trav, let me ask you this question, and I guess this is more for the the, the noobs into competition barbecue or maybe some of the, the intermediates. You talk about making changes to flavor profiles or adjusting or tweaking things. In your expert opinion, at, at what point or after how many contests should you start to think, all right, something's not right here and I need to start adjusting. And then what size adjustments should a team make? You know, the way I've always done mine is, uh, you know, I, once we find out what worked, you know, we're, we're going through it. If I get things that I, that I don't think is working pretty much everything I do, I, I can divide. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, I, I'll do four pork butts. If I want to try something, you know, different, we'll do it on one. Cook my other three, knowing what they are, we'll do it on one of those. I do four racks of ribs. If I want to try something different, I'll do it on one rack. You know, every change I make is at a contest. I've never practiced cooked in my life at my house, and I never will. You know, I, everything I do is comp time, real time, the Pepsi challenge, side by side, tell me what it is. You know, my chicken, I cook two pans of chicken. If we're going to tweak something, I do it on one. You know, when we put them on the sauce, right, we keep everything separate. We know what's what, you know, there's no better way to do it than, than do the Pepsi challenge and, and side by side, know, know if it's better or worse. And when, when you're going to change something, I don't do anything radical. I may, I may try one different rub. I may back off on some sugar. I may back off on what I'm wrapping with. You know, I may add a little salt. I'll do minor things and know, you know, what I did. You know, I never tell my wife, you know, if she's with me, that's usually when I'll make a change on something and I know which one it is, but I don't tell her, I want her honest opinion that now that sucks or, or, or it's good, you know, and then I'll still taste it then. But I don't know, to me, to me sitting at home doing it, you know, how many times I hear people, oh my God, I did the best rescue in the world sitting in my driveway. Well, no shit, do it real time, you know, and tell me if that's, if that's really going to happen at a contest. 
deal with the wind. Don't do it where you can go sit in your house on your recliner and watch football and go back out and light your fire. Do it at a contest, just like you're going to do. That's practice. The uh, the double-edged sword that I'm going to ask you about is when you're doing you know the quote-unquote Pepsi challenge as you are, if the weekend before you won and you're running the same program, but you're also running a different Pepsi at the same time at this new contest, what if what you're tasting that's Pepsi number two that's contrary to the one that just won, which is the program you're running now, you think tastes better? Is there any conflict going, well, we know this just won. How can I possibly, even though this other one tastes better to me, how can I turn that in? Or you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to try it anyway. You know, if I if I, if I had something that just won, generally I don't change shit anyways. You know, I've only made three adjustments really all season long. You know, and they've been minor, minor. And right now, what I'm doing the last three weeks have been 95% of what I've done for two years. And, and, and I mean, it's just been very minor tweaks that I've done, you know, and it's, uh, a lot of that was, uh, adjusting to this new pit was what some of that was, you know, not necessarily a flavor profile, but I had to, I had to run my pit hotter to, to do the same thing that I did on my other one shit. I mean, about, I got to run about 15 degrees hotter on this pit versus my old one to do the exact same thing. But the cool thing was at my last class that we did. It was the very first fire we lit in that, and I told the class that, what I was going to have to do, and I could tell it in literally the you know first couple hours. I was like, I can tell you right now, we're going to have to run this hotter to do the same thing. And to me, it was a, it was a color thing. But it's, I don't know, it's how you can adapt and deal with that. That's that. You know, if a guy tastes a rib and you think it's great and it ain't scorn, I'm that guy. I'm going to run it for a while if I think it's great, you know. Uh, I, I would say I would probably run something five or six contests, even if it wasn't scoring good before, before I would really do something drastic. You know, I made, I made a change in my ribs in Lamar, Colorado. And, uh, I thought, I thought they were better and I put them, I put them in the box and ran them and we won. We took first place with them and I turned around and ran those again this last weekend. And the ribs were 14th. Now the kicker of that is, you know, uh, it was a bigger contest and I was not on a great table with them this last weekend. I thought they were a great rib. My wife thought they were some of the best ribs we ever cooked. I didn't tell her I made a change. It was her honest opinion. I made the call the week before because I was by myself and they won. So, you know, I ran it again, you know, very minor tweaks, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use that same tweak that I did this next weekend. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on that, you know, Travis Clark joining me here on the show, pit master of Clark crew barbecue team, Travis regarding the, the high level flavor profile of what you're kind of running. And you said you've made minor tweaks, you know, over the last couple of years, does that go to speak on the majority of high level pit masters as well? Has there really not been any paradigm shift in seasonings being used or, you know, the dreaded term flavor profiles being put on meat right now? Has it pretty much stayed stagnant? You know, I think a lot of guys use the same stuff and, and I'm not saying they don't get out of the box on on some things, but I think there's so many of us that are doing the same thing that it's, that it's interesting when you try your, your friends food 
and you guys aren't even using the same, not using the same rub, and and we're using different sauce. It's amazing to me how much it tastes the same. You know, when it, when it comes down to it, they're not the flavor profile is not that far off. I think uh, I think more so than not, it's a technique thing. You know how we're all getting from point A to point B. To me, that's my most drastic change, and, and I think that sets me apart from uh, from a lot of guys. Is is how I'm cooking. You know how I, how I'm getting to that point. You know, uh, as far as profiles, I got I got some friends of mine that are really stepping out there. You know, I mean, way different. You know, but they're doing good with it. A couple months ago, I was talking with Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's, and he uh, hates the term flavor profile. Thinks it's highly overrated. Yeah. And says, hey, at the end of the day, flavor it how you want. Because that asshole can cook any flavor profile there is and still beat you with it. Yeah, so, but here's the deal, right? He says, in the end, it's a tenderness game. And if you can't cook it and you can't get it to that right tenderness, doesn't matter what kind of flavoring you put on it. It's almost like lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, th- and that's what I was telling you earlier is I think I can give people sitting in my class my my everything I do point a to point b and my confidence in myself is that i can cook better than you you know i mean you know then that and that is the confidence i have in myself not not saying i'm better than somebody i just feel that i can outcook them you know and and that's darren is that guy showed a, a thousand times that he can and that's the level i'm trying to get to is to where i can flat ass out cook them you know, and I mean, I I got certain friends of mine that I let try my food, and they're all like, "God, it's cooked perfect." God, it's cooked perfect. That's that's my number one goal is to cook it right. You know, and not only when I cook it right, it, it's my goal to hold it right, to finish it right, and get it in the box right. Everything that I can control is my goal. You know, because at the end of the day, the flavor I put on there, you might not like it. You know, I may run you know blues hog on something, and you may not be a blues hog fan. You know, well, at the end of the day, if my shit, you know, is cooked right, you know, and it's seasoned right, and it's cooked perfect, and it's put in the box, and I controlled everything else, you know, if it chews right, good food's good food. You know, there are very few rubs have I tried that I said, Jesus, that sucks. I'd never run that. I mean, there's so many different ones, and truth be known, we get tired of our own shit, and you try somebody else's, and that's probably why you like it better anyways. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, but, monotony on the palate. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I'll swap food with quals, you know, or something and I'll go, oh, God damn, that's good. You know, well, is it, is it really that much better than mine or I like it because it's different. And that's the thing that we, that we fight about, you know, cause I mean, he'll sit there and tell me mine and he goes, God damn, that's a good brisket. And I'm thinking, God damn, yours is a good brisket. Well, I think a lot of times we just get tired of our own shit, you know, to the point that I don't taste my own food much. I will, uh, you know, I will take a bite, chew it a little bit. My biggest thing is, is how is it? My ribs, I'll take one bite, spit it out. You know, I don't, I don't eat it. I, I just do it just to make sure it's there. And anymore, you've damn near got it to where when I'm cutting the ribs, I can tell you in my head when my wife's there, which one she's going to like, yeah. you know, just by the feel of the knife. When you use the same, you know, you know, and I'm bad about that, using the same knife on the same cutting board, the same way, cutting the same rack of ribs, you, you get the feel for it. You know, by the feel what it's like, you pretty much know in your head to the point that every class I sit there and I cut the rack of ribs, I'll hold my hand up off to the side where she can't see it, which one she's going to like. I'm right every freaking time. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just know, you just start to, 
you've done enough of them, you, you start to know the feel of what's good. You know, now there is times that you may get something, and I, I've done it as pork especially, that I've done it, and I gave her one, and she'll just say, well, this one's salty. And that, you know, you go, what? You know, and then I'll try it, and it's like, oh, be damned, it is. Yet we did the same seasoning, the same injection. Sometimes, you know, meat's different. It's meat, you know. Some things are just different. Trev, why I don't like to cook two briskets. <laughs> yeah, too too much opportunity to to pick against yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> where are you? Yeah, uh, I mean, the brisket was the worst. Where are you guys going to be competing at next? This weekend we're rolling to Evans, Georgia. Evans, Georgia. So it's Back bit, to that's... the banjo queue, man. That's a that's a badass contest. That's that's the best contest I've ever been to, probably other than King of the Smoker. That's a hike I mean, for you guys, uh, right? It is a thousand point one miles, almost exactly a thousand miles from my front door. Each way. Last year when I, oh yeah, holy yeah. Dude, shit! Be my, think think of it. Think of this shit, Greg. This is my ninth state this year I've cooked in. <laughs> if if you're looking to search for points, we're taking that's it the easy, folks. Shit in the world, we're taking it easy though this year, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and that's what's dumb is I'm putting on these miles, and I'm like, God, you're not. You're not supposed to be doing this, but I mean, I'm cooking different contests that I've never been to that are fun. You know, I wasn't going to go to the, to Mesquite, Nevada, you know, two weeks ago and Sterling was giving me shit and calling me out. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go out there. I was going to go cook, uh, in Arizona with Darren. Uh, you know, I was going to go cook that one and I ended up going to, going to Mesquite, you know, with Sterling and I, I mean, I had a freaking blast. I mean, it was, a uh, it was a good time early and them did a good job. And I mean, it was just fun to go cook a different area. You know, I just never, never been out there. You know, it was, it was cool. What's the likelihood of number they, four? What's the likelihood of what? Number four. Number four. Oh, in a row. Yeah. Not real freaking good. No, not real good. I wouldn't think, you know, but I'm going to try. You can, you can bet that. I guarantee him I should be on. All I'll right. cook good. I mean, yeah. I know that it's just, uh, you know, who else is going to cook good? You know, that's a thing. I mean, I, I'm confident in myself every week that I'm going to cook good. The problem is there's, there's a lot of good teams everywhere and a lot of them are going to cook good too. You well, know, it's who's going to hit, who's going to hit the right table. The good news is of course you are here Tuesday, which means you will win on Saturday. Of course. I mean, it just goes without saying, we I all like know, that. we all know it. We all know. Uh, Travis Clark is the pit master Clark crew barbecue team. Trev, really appreciate the extra time tonight and uh, good luck this coming weekend, my man. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. You got it. There he is. Travis Clark bringing it strong in a strong way, I might add. Looking for number four at, uh, did you say it was Banjo Q Evans, Georgia? Matt Barber is going to be there. Matt Barber wins a lot. Is uh, is Sweet Smoke going to be there too? Are the Florida guys going up? Come on. It's going to be an event. We'll see who's going to take it. Look, if you didn't know already, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one dealer of Mac pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs, from flavors like sweet money to happy ending, they have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition. Don't think that they can just be pigeonholed to competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well known 
but they have been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews. BPS rubs have been a proven addition to anyone's pantry. They've also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense, defying conventional wisdom. These two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They also have the online meat locker selling Snake River Farms, the Kobe beef, the American uh, Caribouda pork, Double R Ranch meats. Big Papa's meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Big Papa's also created the unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this with only six years of being in the business, turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, uh, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Travis Clark for joining me this past segment. And uh, we'll go ahead and get out here as we're almost out of time. All the way back in the first hour, we spoke with who? Who did we speak with? Come on now. Kevin Coleman from Weber. That's right. You got it right. Steve Grams at 935. San Antonio Rodeo. Stock Show and Rodeo. Potsy, P-O-T. P-O-T-C-I-E.com. Check that out, especially if you're competing down there. Second hour, Travis Clark pulled two segments, thanks to him. No prize tonight. We'll figure that out next week. And we have a great show loaded already for you next week, so be ready to tune in for that. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.